0: Ben Jarofsky Show, Benny J. Bonus Interview is brought to you in part by the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local 126 in District 8, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, and the Chicago Federation of Labor. Benny J, take it away. It's Bonus Time of the Ben Jarofsky Show. Today is Thursday, December 26th, but of course you're listening anytime. It's a bonus episode. It's a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. As we always do in Bonus Time on the Ben Jarofsky Show, I ask my distinguished guest to introduce him or herself. So without further ado, distinguished guest, introduce yourself.
1: The man behind curtain number three. <laughs> 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 uh- Yes, my name is Sergio Mims. I am a film critic and journalist. Uh, the former, um, I founded the um, website, the black film website, Shadow and Act. I'm not involved with that anymore. And, of course, I'm the co-founder and the co-program of the Black Harvest Film Festival here in Chicago. Uh, next year, we'll be celebrating our 26th year. 26? No, wow, that's... Man, we're getting old. Yeah. Man, time flies. time flies. And then also now, of course, DVD commentator. Have major DVD release coming out this uh, next month. Uh, the Warlord with Charlton Heston. Oh, Charlton Heston flick. And uh, Richard Boone, the uh, Kino Lober. That's Richard coming out January Boone. 20th. Wow. And there'll be more DVD commentaries coming out uh, next year. And... Um, the DVD of Putney Swope Oh, Putney which Swope Which I mm-hmm. did the commentary for Was named as one of the best Blu-ray releases of 2019 from Slate, from Slate Magazine.
0: That's correct. That's right. <laughs> Barbara Muller agrees with you. Uh, so uh, anyway, Sergio, and also he's a regular, he, I'll add to his list, he's a regular on our show and generally when Sergio comes on, we do a lot of political talk. In fact, he was just on uh, for the, today's show but we're not going to do political talk. At least we're not heading into this expecting to do any political talk. Sergio, this is a show that you and I have been talking about doing for quite a while. We're going to go through, since it's the end of the year it's also the end of a decade we're going to uh go through sergio's list of best movies of 2019 and best movies of the decade and also dr d is going to weigh in with his best movie of the de- uh, decade you're going to do a year it's
1: the mad max movie oh wait you're not supposed to tell us. No. <laughs>
0: Oh, now it. we know. Now we know. That movie was awesome. Uh, what year was that? 2014, I want to say. I don't know. It was somewhere in the middle of the decade. It was uh, badass. Yeah. You, how many times you see it? That eh, once. Okay. Well, <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> it big, was really good. Big though. screen or? Uh, yeah, that was in my apartment. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, d- um, I'm wondering if that's on your list. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Ooh, we'll see. I'll, whoa. Suspense. Okay. Suspense. Uh, all right. We'll start off with the best movies of 2019. Uh, I, five. We're gonna do five. I'll so i have to say there's one movie on my list i haven't seen it yet i have a feeling i reserve the <laughs> right is that fair <laughs> i know it's just like i haven't seen uh i haven't seen uncut gems and i just love th- uh, the trailer so much i have a feeling oh you're good. just
1: throwing that in the top five huh?
0: well i i'm not i'm gonna do this show but i'm just saying that as like a, with an asterisk it could be to like next week because i'm gonna see it on saturday uh, it could be next week I'm going to go Wait a minute D I gotta change that list eh, It's your show Yeah we can do whatever we want uh, Alright So uh, Sergio Let's go through uh, 2019 mm-hmm. You've seen them all As a reviewer You see well, Almost all Almost all yeah. you, you did not see Bombshell no. Which I just saw yesterday Which um, would not be I could. I like Bombshell But it's a three star movie And it would not make
1: and As I said before yeah. I can't get sympathetic About those women Who worked at Fox News Particularly Megan Kelly Yeah who said some really off-handed shit yeah. on her show. And by the way, I don't feel so... Because don't forget, she went to NBC, right? Yes. And then they canned her because nobody watched the show. Right. She still walked away with $69 million. <laughs> Is that how much she walked away? Yeah. Like? Wow. She's had a $69 million contract. 60 million. They still have to pay her. Damn. So you think I'm going to be... Sorry for her because ooh she got harassed by Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Roger Ailes. All right, so let's uh, let's go through your top movies of the year. What are they? What a five. The five.
1: Yes. Uh Well, number one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I has number, number one.
0: Yeah, you start right at the top.
1: Usually you go from
0: five. to- No, dollars- because five will be a surprise to you. Okay, so number It'll one, uh, and to talk a little bit on Once Upon a Time.
1: Um. Well. There's so much to talk about about that picture. It's really, it's a fairy tale. When you look, that's why it's called Once Upon a Time. It is a fairy tale. What could have been? What if? And it's Tarantino's love letter to Hollywood, but the Hollywood of a particular era that meant so much to him growing up, as to me, you know, growing up in the 60s, in the 70s, you saw these pictures um, they had a major, major influence on you, and um, it's reflected in all the Tarantino's movies. And this is what this movie is about. It's simply a fairy tale love letter by Tarantino, and of course he weaves in the whole Charles Manson because that was a pivotal point, not only just at the time but also in cultural history. Because when those Manson's murders took place in the summer of 1969, it shook the country. Yeah. Absolutely shook the country. Mm-hmm. And I was really too young to really understand the impact then. Uh, but thinking of it now, uh, yeah, it just like 9 11 changed the country forever, yeah. or Pearl Harbor changed the country forever. Um, those Manson murders did yeah. in
0: their own way. Well, I wouldn't put the Manson murders in the same No, I'm not saying as, that. Yeah. I didn't mean I did, I did, I did
1: yeah. on that level. Yeah. But they did in their own way, yeah. culturally and in terms of hardening of attitudes and um, all that. Yeah. So I just... I, and it's a movie that reveals... Every time you see it, you see something new. Yeah. How many times have you seen it? Twice. Okay. Wait, so give me an example of something you
0: saw the second time that you didn't see the first time.
1: Well, for example... As Tarantino is wont to, he um, peppers his films with so many inside references yeah. and just which will go over the heads of most people, yeah. but if you um, grew up in that time, you'll catch on to it. Like for example, okay, give an example. There's a brief scene involving Steve McQueen.
0: Mm-hmm. When he's yes. at the party yes. and they show at up, the right? playboy party.
1: Playboy party. Steve McQueen was their original attended target, the Manson family. Their original attended target was Steve McQueen.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Or if I did, I forgot it.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's one of the reasons why he, that brief scene, he's in the movie. Uh. Right. And, um, and I was right because the woman who's sitting next to him, in the, she doesn't really say a line. But the way she's made up and the way she looks in her hair, I said, that's supposed to be Joey Heatherton. Yes. And right, later I found out that is jo- that's yeah. supposed to be Joey Heatherton. Yeah. Now, young people, Joey Heatherton. Yeah. If you were around, growing up like me on TV, Joey Heatherton was on TV all the time. Yeah. Bob Hope, you yeah. know. Yep. Here they are, Joey Heatherton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I,
0: I, uh, and also, I, I, I share, as everybody knows, Sergio's love for this movie. We've seen it three times. Uh, and we did a, I um, urge everybody, if they haven't heard it already, uh, we did a long, a real deep dive into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, it's, it's like a love letter podcast we did in August. Uh, very popular podcast we did in August, a, a tribute to this movie. But one of the reasons why it's, it's so important that Steve McQueen's character has that brief moment in the movie is because the Brad Pitt character is really like a love letter to Steve McQueen.
1: Well... Not really. Um, he's more sort of Hal Needham. Okay,
0: yes, literally. But what I'm saying, in, in yeah, Hal Needham is a stunt uh, driver and, and the character Brad pitt plays is a stunt driver. You're absolutely correct. Who
1: but later wh- became a director like Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey,
0: one of the greatest movies of the 70s. Uh, and, um, but what I, what I meant was there's a cool that Steve McQueen had in his movies. And Brad Pitt was emanating that cool. And I know when I say that this movie is one of my favorite movies of the year, Sergio, I'm being very subjective because, and you you said it so well, it's a love letter to movies that I grew up watching and characters and actors that I grew up uh, idolizing. And just when I see Brad Pitt, that unbelievably great scene at the ranch where he confronts oh, it's, it's just thing. amazing. Just.
1: First of all, the tension in that film is remarkable yeah. throughout. Um, that the movie also has my favorite cut in the movie, cut from one scene to another. Which one? Is when Brad Pitt is talking to his wife in the flashback sequence and he's holding the spear gun.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cuts, that cut. Right yeah, yeah. And it, it's perfect cut. Yeah.
1: Did he? Yeah, or did, did he not he? kill his wife? It's set up in the beginning.
0: Now I right. can't remember. Uh, okay, you know we don't want to give a to. Wait, in, in the in the podcast we did before, we just took the deep dive. We gave away everything. But there's the scene with the uh, Bruce Lee scene, which is just one of my favorite scenes. Just a funny uh, scene. Were you okay. offended
1: no, by that? As Bruce I'm glad Lee? you brought
0: that up. Okay,
1: right because I I also sometimes appear in another podcast. I'm sorry, you're not the only one.
0: Yes, I'm I know. Sorry. Okay.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is not the only podcast in America? No, there's (laughs) two other podcasts Uh, I regularly... I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. You're forgiven. All right, I'm sorry. Just as long
0: as you show up once a month, all right? (laughs) Right. It's
1: okay. The others are weekly, so I got it. All right. So um, I got into an argument with someone on this one of the other podcasts Mm -hmm. about that Bruce Lee scene, right? And he went off. He was furious. He was furious. He was furious, right? Turned out later, he didn't even see the picture. Oh come on. So I go like you can't even argue yeah. that no, this, I yeah. was at the McVickers Theater watching Bruce Lee Triple Features. Yeah. I went to the Oriental Theater to see Return of the Dragon when they came out, his last completed movie. I it took me 3 weeks to see it because the lines were so long just to get in to see yeah. it. I know Bruce Lee, you don't know Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> you really don't know Bruce Lee. Yeah. You know, I remember when I, when when I found out he had died. You know, and how devastating that
0: was to me. It was devastating.
1: Right. So don't tell me you're offended by that scene. Anybody who's offended by that scene doesn't know Bruce Lee. And by the way, Bruce Lee, according to his widow, would talk about how he could beat anybody's ass, including Muhammad Ali. Yes. He did that in
0: person. Yeah. Right. So don't tell me. So clearly Quentin Tarantino Mm. knows about Bruce Lee. Yes. Obviously, he's made so many movies that are, like, um, uh, tributes to Bruce Lee. The Kill Bill <laughs> series, for instance. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, he knew. Uh, Bruce Lee is a trash-talking... Uh, back backlot character who's fighting his way to the top. He wasn't a superstar then. He was trying to make his name. I just thought that was a great scene. And you're right. The, the reverence. supposed to... I mean, I to... mean
1: uh, in Kill Bill, uh, Una Thurman wears Bruce Lee's tracksuit that he wrote He wore. He wore in Game of Death. Yeah. When he fights those three guys, at it, including uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
0: Yes. Wow.
1: This man does know his Bruce. It's Lee. the same tracksuit. Yeah. That's a dig. It. Okay. I. You know. He. He knows. You know. No, I know. It, it, I had a I had a conversation with some guy, a young guy. Uh-huh. Okay, he didn't like the movie,
0: right? Which movie? The Hollywood. What's upon a Time on Hollywood? Yeah, he didn't okay. Like okay. It. Uh-huh.
1: And I said, I got to be honest with you. The movie's not for you. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not for you. And I explained certain inside things that are in the picture and all this. And he's looking at me. he's slack jaw. He goes, like, really? I said, right. The movie's not for you. It's for me. That movie was made for me, and you.
0: <laughs> yeah, and definitely for me.
1: Right. But we're, Sergio
0: and I are roughly the same age. I think I'm a little older than he is, but we grew up watching the same movies. And uh, so absolutely, it's a, I, the minute I saw the previews, I knew I had to see it. I saw it the night it opened. Uh, I've seen it three times, and now I have, thank you, Sergio, uh, the DVD. I'll be watching it probably tonight. Uh, so it's definitely on my uh, top five list as well. All right, what's, what's number two for you?
1: Uh, number two is a film you hadn't seen yet, Uncut oh, Gems. God,
0: I'm dying to see Uncut Gems. Don't give anything away because no, I haven't no, seen no. it. No, no, no.
1: It's simple. About um, a guy who's burning the candle at both ends. A guy at the end of his rope. Now, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Now he plays a jeweler, a, a jeweler, mm-hmm. in the diamond district in New York City. He has a small shop. Yeah. Okay. And one day, Kevin Garnett comes—let's oh, uh, set it up. He has bought this rare stone that has all these opals in it. Mm-hmm. There's a whole prologue that takes place in Ethiopia where they find this stone. Mm-hmm. So he has spent $100,000, and he bought this stone. He plans to he plans to um, put in an auction for a million dollars or more. It's going to be the biggest payday of his life, mm-hmm. right? And— Keith Stanfield, oh, Keith, Stanfield, Stanfield yeah. plays a guy who's hired to bring in customers, yeah. usually rappers and athletes.
0: Yeah, black guy bringing in black customers. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And one day he brings in Kevin Garnett. And he shows Kevin Garnett the stone, and Kevin says, can I borrow this? I got a big game tonight. Yeah. Let me borrow it. So Don't it, give anything no, no, away. No, 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 okay, no, no, no. I'm it. not going to give anything. And Kevin Garnett in trade gives him his, his um, NBA ring. Right,
0: his championship ring.
1: Championship ring. After that is a trail that gets insane as it goes along. You watch a guy constantly make the wrong <laughs> decisions. And the guy, by the way, is Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, all the time. Bernie Cannon's a both end. He's got a wife and kids, and he's got a, an employee who's a mistress who he's got set up in an apartment. Yeah. Uh, he's overextended himself and you just watch this guy, it's a 135 minute heart attack. You just watch this guy getting deeper and deeper and deeper in the hole. The ending will stun you. Okay. You may see it coming, but not the way you think it happens. All right. Now,
0: uh, talk about Sandler's. We we, we may have to do a special deep dive. If I like the movie as much as I think I'm going to like it, we we, we have to do it. Sandler deserves a
1: nomination. He probably won't get it because he's Adam Sandler. Okay. But he really deserves a nomination.
0: Well, I'll tell you this right now. I I can't say until I see the movie and I'm seeing it this Saturday. It's amazing. Two comics from the past, uh, in my humble opinion— well, I can't say for certain that Adam Sandler. Just, I haven't seen it, but going by when you say I'd add him to uh, Eddie Murphy, two comics from Saturday Night Live who have been sort of maligned and forgotten and underappreciated, in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. uh, should be up for Oscars this year whether the uh, of course the, you could always expect Hollywood to do the wrong thing when it comes to the Oscars mm-hmm. uh, but I believe that uh, Murphy in Dolomite uh, he was outstanding in Dolomite so it should be Sandler and Murphy getting it should be right uh, Oscar alright so Uncut Ups, what's your third uh, Parasite. Yes, love Parasite. Talk about Korean flick. Uh, so you have to read subtitles, America. Yeah. Come on, you can it's, do it. It's the
1: biggest grossing foreign film in a decade.
0: Is that I mean, right? Oh, yeah. So how's, it's doing well in America. It's doing extremely well. So if, people are reading the, the subtitles. Oh, yeah. They're handling that.
1: Uh, about a family of grifters who come their way into a very rich family Mm -hmm. and once again i can't reveal anything more because this movie it not only is a is a a meditation on class warfare Mm -hmm. and um the class divide but also it's a story that goes on so many different levels and once again i can't give away what happens because It's unexpected. It's truly unexpected what happens. And the final scene, here's the only thing. I would not have kept the last shot in that movie.
0: I remember the last shot. No,
1: the very last shot.
0: Okay. All right. Where you see this
1: guy. Yeah. Just a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it should have ended
0: just before that. All right. Well, okay. Don't want to give anything away. Don't want to give anything away.
1: By the way, it
0: when you're talking about like one image uh, of what is a masterpiece in my home. No, 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 minutes? but
1: it doesn't ruin the film yeah, at all. Yeah. No, 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 of course not.
0: Uh, it's probably, you're right. The best movie I've ever seen at exposing uh, a class or caste system uh, that has just what? Uh, subjected people to a life of misery. And I don't want to give any much more away that, but it's right. funny. Uh, it's, it's dark. It's suspenseful. It's like Hitchcock. Yeah. it's, it's just tremendous. And by the way, uh, it it has some of the same premises as Us, which made. Do you know which one came first? Is it possible that Us, the movie uh, Jordan Peele's flick, did that influence Parasite? No, no. So it's just coincidence. No, the, the
1: biggest, the biggest influence probably is Joseph Losey's The Servant, which came out in nineteen sixty two with Dirk Bogart. And that's about a grifter, a con man who cons his way into this uh, rich guy's house, Mm -hmm. you know. And he Bogart, Bogart's, Bogart's lover, who's played by Sarah Miles, Mm -hmm. he passes off as his sister. I see. And she gets hired as the maid, and eventually they start taking over the house.
0: Ah, so there's. uh, It's obvious that. uh, the director saw that oh, movie. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah,
1: And uh, it's written by Harold Pinter. And uh, it's hard to get oh. now. It's really hard to get in the United States. It was one time. It, it was a film. these used to show a lot on PBS. Back when PBS used to show movies all the time. That's how I know it. Well, uh, but The Servant, if you can find The Servant, it's really good. It's just unavailable. On probably DVD. get it. Uh, well,
0: we'll see. I'm going to try uh, Netflix uh, Maybe? through the mail. I don't know. Uh, all right. So what's number four for you?
1: Number four is, um, oh, Marriage Story.
0: Okay, I have not
1: Noah, seen that. Noah Baumbach film. Now, I got to tell you a story. Um, I, I haven't liked anything Noah Baumbach has done, like Greenberg. I've never liked this yeah. stuff. The Squid and the Whale. Yeah. And a friend of mine saw this at South by Southwest. Where did he see it? I forgot. Or Toronto. I guess Toronto Film Festival uh-huh. something. And he said, you got to see this picture. And I said, I don't want to see it real uh, and and Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. I don't stand Scarlett Johansson. I don't get her. Uh, this film is amazing. This film was really amazing. About you know, and and Noah Baumbach wrote it. wrote uh, The film was based on his real experience when he divorced his wife. Who was he married at the time? Jennifer Jason Leigh. Mm-hmm. And the basic premise of the movie is that. Um, if it wasn't for the voice lawyers, marriage breakups would be a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: it's it's <laughs> looking for a payday,
1: right? And Laura Dern is going to get a nomination. She plays the wife's lawyer, and I hope Ray Liotta gets a nomination.
0: Well, now who does he play in the he movie? He plays the husband's okay. lawyer. Now I've been reluctant to see this movie for the same reason that you started off. Not a fan of uh, Noah Baumbach's movies, and each time I see right. one of his movies, say hey, I'm never going to watch another one. Right. That's it. I've... Is this
1: supposed to be a movie or what? Yeah,
0: I just. So, it's it...
1: really good. It's intense. They are tremendous. Driver, Together, and... Driver, and and Scarlett Johansson.
0: All right, it's on Netflix. So you can there's best no...
1: performance she's ever given in her life wow.
0: that I've seen. All right. Well, yeah. there was another movie she did very well this year, which I'm going to get to in a little while. Yeah. Uh, all right,
1: fifth. Fifth, okay. Fifth was going to be originally. Dolomite is my name. Uh huh. But it got usurped by a film. you will be surprised what my first choice is. And it's funny because just this morning, earlier this morning today, I had kind of a Facebook debate with someone about this film. Not so much about the movie itself, but the fact that the film was made. Mm-hmm. Okay? Little Women. Oh, I haven't seen it. That's another one I haven't seen. Okay. Actually, uh, I think it just opened yesterday. It just
0: opened yesterday, so I probably won't see that for two weeks because I got to uncut gems out But by the way, the asterisk could come out for Little Women because a lot of people have been uh, lauding that movie. Yeah,
1: Little Women is, is. I mean, first of all, once again, I said I don't what, another film version of Little Women, and then directed by Greta Gerwig, who you know. Oh God, help me!
0: You didn't like Lady Bird? Oh, Lady God Berman, help
1: yeah. me! Uh, um and. You know, I don't care about, you know, the term of trauma, the white girls, you know, young white girls trying to find themselves. Right. This film blew me away. It's beautifully made, beautifully acted. Yeah, it's feminist. You know, there's feminist, feminist messages here and mm-hmm. there. Um, but um, and also what she does with the narrative, she jumbles the narrative around. Uh, but it's so well acted and so well written and so well made, mm-hmm. and um, the set design, the period detail, is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolomite is now six. Six,
0: wow. I, uh, I, okay. I will see Little Women. I haven't seen it. All right. I'm going to show you my list. A couple of movies that you didn't mention. Okay. Uh, that I really loved a uh-huh. lot in 2019 you didn't mention uh the farewell which i absolutely mm-hmm. loved i saw that movie uh i, I, re- I finally had to rent it because i missed it. it was on the screen i thought that was a beautiful movie you didn't did you Oh, have, i like it you see the movie I, that didn't make it, it
1: list. my top 10 by i like
0: right, last it. black man in san francisco was, i didn't like that film at all Oh man i didn't uh, like it movie. at all love that movie uh and uh, jojo rabbit you didn't mention Joe didn't Dra- Like that, oh, film I love either. Jojo Rabbit. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, we're not going to agree on anything. It's not the producers. I uh, will tell you that. Uh, no, it, it's not the producers. It's a movie with Hitler. It's not the producers. No, it's not. A lot of people I know won't see it because Hitler's a character in it. By the way, I saw it in L.A. I've said this before. Uh, when I was visiting my daughters at the, at the movie theater called the Alamo. I don't know if you oh, be- Alamo Draft House. Yeah, I yeah. uh, really enjoy that theater. I'm hoping they're going to open one here in. The-
1: yeah, I hope so too. I have a friend who he just goes all the time to, in New York. Mm-hmm. He loves the Alamo Draft. To have.
0: I have never. I've, well, they don't have one. here. It, well, it, it, you'll be going. They get. It's got your name written all over. For instance, um, so what they do. I think I've said this on the show. They'll instead of previews before a movie, they'll have like 20 minutes to a half an hour of like movie commentary. So if you come early, so Jojo. We saw. Okay, uh, Jojo Rabbit tells the story of a little boy and his mother uh, in Germany at the tail end of World War II, and the little boy has a fantasy uh, friend who's. Adolf Hitler, which sounds absolutely preposterous and a lot of people won't see the movie when they hear that. In my humble opinion it works as an anti-war fable uh, but anyway, before the movie was shown uh, what they did at the uh, Alamo Film House, uh, Sergio, was show Adolf Hitler as a character in movies that were anti-Nazi movies, like the the tradition of this. Right. Okay, so they like yeah. um, to be or not to be the Jack Benny movie, and right. then the Mel Brooks update, uh, and then uh, uh, the producers, like mm-hmm. you were alluding to. There's a lot of movies, The Great Dictator, Charlie Chaplin. Right. Uh, so that was what they did. I, it was very I appreciated that. You know, it was thematically. So like you come early, you get educated a little bit.
1: By you know? the way, if anybody wants to see a really funny movie you need to see to be or not to be. Ernest the, Lubitsch. The, the,
0: original the original to be or not to be. Mel Jack Brooks Binney.
1: version is not bad. Yeah. It really is not bad. It's of course it's Mel Brooks is a bit cruder in humor, but the Ernest Lubitsch movie is so
0: hysterical. Yeah. It's a great flick. I saw it for the first time. The only I think I've only seen it once, Sergio there was a movie theater I saw it in the 70s or I think it was the late 70s. Uh, we're the, right near the Playboy Mansion on State and uh, Division. There was a movie theater there for years.
1: Oh, you know what? Um, you're talking about the... Uh,
0: Whatever. They, had, uh, old,
1: they would do old movies from time it's, to it's time. It's State and Division. Originally was the Playboy Theater.
0: It was the Playboy Theater, yeah. And then I forget what it became after the Play... There was yeah, a, I forgot. You then, know,
1: I, I have been, for the last several weeks, I've been posting pictures and doing a brief history of movie theaters in Chicago that are gone, Mm -hmm. that I went to as a kid, or on the South Side. And I did, maybe two months ago, the Playboy Theater. Uh, Did you ever
0: see movies there as a kid?
1: I saw a few movies, yeah, at the Playboy Theater, which was, to me, going far, far away because I just knew the South Side and downtown. You know, the North Side was like, Wow, traveling to another country. <laughs> so, well, You know the irony of that yeah.
0: is uh, the Playboy Theater was just east of Cabrini-Green. Yeah. So you, there right. were a lot of black people right. around there, but there was that divide. Clark Street. Right,
1: Clark Street was the divide.
0: Yeah, Clark Street. So west of Clark Street was Cabrini-Green. You're right. Uh, and there was a, a thriving... Uh, Black working class neighborhood just north of Cabrini Green for years. It's finally but that's that's why I love the um, last black man in San Francisco so much because it does remind me of the gentrification that t- occurred on the north side that drove pretty much every black person out of now. This you area. couldn't
1: afford to live in Cabrini Green, no. Where it is now,
0: yes. I could not,
1: even uh, even I, making fabulous amounts of money from this
0: podcast, (laughs) could not afford to live around. uh, uh, But anyway, so uh, yeah, I can understand how a kid, uh, we talk about this a lot, Sergio grew up in Hyde Park, uh, South Sider, uh, the notion of going to the Gold Coast. It was the Gold Coast. Uh, Yeah,
1: but also you have to think in mind that at that time, the South Side had everything. You had movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And that's something I, I talk about South Side movie theaters. You know, like the Evergreen Plaza Theater or the Beverly yeah. or the High Park Theater. Or, you know, so you didn't have to go. If you went downtown because the movie you really wanted to see. But you had the whole world yes. around. So you didn't have to go far.
0: No, but... Downtown was a special thing. I saw a couple of Rocky movies downtown. I saw a couple of Bruce Lee movies downtown. Uh, we had the Howard Theater. Did you ever, I don't know if you ever went to the Howard Theater Howard. I lived in Evanston, so Howard Street is the, the street furthest north, uh, furthest north of the city of Chicago, and then mm-hmm. you cross uh, Howard, and you're in Evanston, mm-hmm. and there was a theater under the L called the Howard Theater, and I saw Shaft there, Shaft's Big Score there, uh, Superfly there. So I,
1: I you know... Go, go to my Facebook page. You, I, you know, I have pictures of the Roosevelt, the State Lake, the Woods, the Michael Todd, the United Artists. Um, you
0: went to all these movies as a kid. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, the Monroe. People forget about the Monroe Theater. The Did you Theater? ever see any
0: Elvis movies at these uh, theaters? I saw. Uh, no. I I didn't move to uh, <laughs> yeah. Elvis. You know, you're not an Elvis guy. You didn't like Elvis back in the. <laughs> well, on TV.
1: Oh, love Elvis
0: <laughs> Presley. A <laughs> uh, little confession time. I love Elvis Presley. All right, let's get down. Okay. So those are the. We're going to put this list up uh, on our Facebook page. Sergio's top films of 2019. Number one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number two, Uncut Gems. Number three, Parasite. Number four, Marriage Story. Number five, Little Women. Number six, uh, Dolomite uh, gets bounced because Little Woman, a late entrant. Well, actually, uh, Uncut Gems is a relatively late. It was funny. If I'd asked you three weeks ago uh, for your top five, Dolomite would have uh, been Oh no, yeah, mm-hmm. I love Dolomite. seen it twice. Uh, Eddie Murphy, sensational job. He should get nominated. Uh, Irishman, by the way, is not on your list? No. It's not on my list either. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it kind of... Fa- I Listen, I... Who who am I to say anything bad about Marty Scorsese? The guy's a freaking genius. 70, 77 years old. Yeah, I think and he's not he's seventy seven. Cranking out. I mean, great no, clicks.
1: he's right now prepping a new picture.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I, I love it. It's in my top ten, but it's not my top five. Uh, all right, best movies of the decade. That goes from two ten to two nineteen mm-hmm. this year. Uh, do you have your list in front of you? you go yeah, from, right here. All right, so uh, let's go down. Let's go through your list. Go ahead.
1: Okay, this is not in any particular order or any particular year. All right. And there are, I think, two films that came from the same year. Or something. Okay. All right. uh, moonlight.
0: All right. Talk about Moonlight. Why it's on your list.
1: Um, First of all, in terms of black cinema, I think this movie just raised a bar. I just think this film just took it to a whole new different level um, in terms of black cinema. Uh, it is, um, in many ways, groundbreaking. Um, and I think it tells a really poignant story um, there was some attack on the movies when it came out and I thought it was totally unjust um, I don't but remember that. What I just was the think attack? I just think it's just so extraordinarily well made I you know? can't remember the attack I just I can't remember now I can't, too I, I, but it did get some yeah but uh, well maybe because it was because of the gay plot you know you know some black people oh you know and they like, said come on be serious
0: well, there is there there I've, I I don't know if I have this conversation with you. Um but I there's quite a few people I know, um old friends of mine who feel free to be politically incorrect when it comes uh to gays. And they're black guys. And I'm not seeing that movie, da 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 da, da you, know like, the, you know what you
1: really know what we really think. What saying gee if i see that film i may see myself in it that's really what they're saying
0: well that uh you know uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to mention any names uh, of some of my dearest friends uh but i do remember uh, ricky hendon state senator ricky hendon on the floor of the general assembly when he was a state senator mm-hmm. now of course a talk show host uh and uh articulating his support for gay marriage and he ripped i mean he goes i know what you're doing you're going out here saying you're voting against this because it's uh damaging the families and then you're going to turn around and you're going to be cruising those streets of course he called he didn't name names but he called people out a tremendous speech uh, that ricky Henning gave i always give him credit for that one uh, yeah there may be some truth to that all right so moonlight what else is on your list
1: oh uh, we just talked about it. once a time in hollywood just talked about it um, next is a film you mentioned um, Wolf of Wall Street mm-hmm. Everybody talks about Irishmen But I don't think the Wolf of Wall Street gets enough love I think that's one of Scorsese's absolute best films he's ever made um, Funny as hell It's funny as hell And also it um, reflects on some past movies At the same time it was something new for him taking on this character in Wall Street and once again uh, he's done time and time before a character who has this impulsive self-destructive drive like Jake LaMotta
0: in Raging Bull
1: Right, Mm -hmm. they have this impulsive self-destructive drive Mm. in them and um, I just thought it just hit everything on target
0: I'm with you 100%. I love Wolf of Wall Street. And uh, yeah, it kind of gets lost uh, yeah. when the discussion of uh, Scorsese movies. All right, what else you got on this list?
1: Um, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. <laughs> there <you go>. Yeah. <laughs> this is a film which, if you love the Mad Max movies, yeah. and this is the film I bought. I hope this film delivers what I hope it promises. Uh-huh. And it did... More on top of that, it's unbelievable. You know, George Miller may be a one-trick pony. Well, that's not really true. Well, Lorenzo Oil is actually a really good film that a lot of people really never seen it. About. It's really good. It's worth seeing. Okay, oh, yeah, I'll write that down. A completely different movie altogether. Yes. Um, but boy, when he's he knows what he can do, and when given the tools to do it, uh, he does it. You know, I know he's planning a new one. Evidently, A new Mad
0: Max or a new movie?
1: A new Mad Max movie. Mm-hmm. I know evidently his big lawsuit against Warner Brothers has been settled. So, he, you know, he's planning a new one. Can he top this one? I don't know.
0: I, uh, I saw it. It's not on my list, that's for sure. But, uh, you know... Uh... I just thought it was cool. Not a lot of
1: words. Uh, very. Uh, I thought the color was cool. The scene was neat. A lot of sand. Orange. A lot of sand. I'm a for sucker sure. for driving movies. And man, it's, okay. it's all oh, it's, I love driving it's, movies. It's, it's filmmaking down to the bare essentials. Yeah. It's just a two-hour chase.
0: Yeah, it's a two-hour chase. It's exactly what it it's is. It's a two-hour two hour chase. Hour chase. It's movie. like yeah. a duel. Yeah, duel. No, there's a movie from the seventies. All right, what else is on your list here?
1: Um, another film you mentioned, Tree of Life. I we talked about not, that before we came on the I, air. Yeah. Oh, we talked about it before. Yeah. I am not the biggest Terrence Malick fan. As I sit here wondering, <laughs> where do I fit in my place in society? Yeah. As the wind blows. Yeah. The G three hours of this. Oh. oh no, that was brutal, man. No, but Tree of Life <laughs> somehow hit an emotional chord. Yeah. Now you can make the argument: what exactly is he saying? Yes. Is he saying I had that no life? It's everyday life is connected to the universe. That's really all what he's saying. Yeah. The smallest little thing is still connected to this larger universe as a whole, even the most insignificant thing. And that's what he's saying in this picture. And I just think that Brad Pitt is amazing in that picture. He's, he doesn't get enough credit for being what a great actor he is. He's a really great actor. I, I don't think he gets enough
0: credit yeah, for that. Yeah, uh, in fact, I was thinking about this. I was talking to my wife about this. My, my latest pet peeve, which I did tell you about before we went in the air. Uh, at first, I kind of dismissed it. So let's just back up. Samuel Jackson uh, made a statement a couple years ago that he was sick of seeing British actors get roles. Yeah, black, 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 black Brits British actors get roles British. that could go to uh, black Americans.
1: Which was the, the controversy over Harriet.
0: Was it Harriet? No, I think it was before Harriet. No,
1: no, no, but that's a big controversy okay. because she's British. Yes, okay. But there was no controversy over the Queen and Slim. They're both British.
0: They're both British. Okay, but when I heard that they were casting for the Fred Hampton movie, which is about the killing of a man who was born in Chicago and raised in Maywood, which is a suburb just outside of Chicago. And improviser. by the way, I say
1: looks nothing like Fred Hampton.
0: Uh, who the, the actor who, yeah who,
1: Daniel who, looks nothing like Fred Yeah, I, I was
0: like come on man you can't find a black Chicagoan to play the role of Fred <laughs> how many black actors do we have in the city of Chicago uh, Sergio outstanding I just I don't know there's just something the inner Chicagoan in me took off and then when I saw this weekend I finally saw Knives Out which is a fun flick I urge everybody if you like uh, ca- uh, caper movies not caper movies whodunits uh, like Clue or uh, Murder in the Orient Express go see it mm-hmm. but uh, Daniel Craig Plays the the investigator, uh, who is, I think he's from Kentucky. No, he's uh, from Louisiana. Louisiana. It's the cheesiest accent. I'm sorry. I thought Brad Pitt would have killed it in that mm-hmm. role, uh, and um, or any American actor. But no, nope, they, they got this thing for Brits. So anyway, I'm I'm now on the Samuel Jackson bandwagon. Are there? All right, Tree of Life. We'll move on. What's your
1: next film? Um, another film which you uh, I, I mentioned is um, uh, Dunkirk.
0: Yeah, yeah, Dunkirk. Dunkirk, utalist.
1: just um, about the Battle of Dunkirk in
0: 1939. I want to say 1940. 1940. Yeah, for
1: completely, which is which was basically a retreat. It's just a big retreat, yes, you it know. Was, they it said was. it's heroic, but really, what happened was the British got their ass kicked in France. Just and they had to get out. Yeah, in, in Normandy in a hurry.
0: Well, it was heroic in that. Okay, so the British soldiers were retreating uh, from the invasion. They were trapped. They were trapped. Right, and they were uh, they were retreating throughout uh, France as the Germans invaded, and the Germans trapped them at Dunkirk on the far western,
1: the, the far northwestern, yeah, northwestern. right on the channel. And, and the British ships weren't able to get there in time. Yeah, so it was all these. Um, um, ordinary fishermen. Ordinary fishermen, yeah. or people had boats, mm-hmm. who heard what's going on, and they sailed over to the, the English Channel to get these guys out.
0: Yeah, and they, and they rescued thousands. And right. you retreat, you live to fight another day. Is, right. uh, and So sometimes it's best to uh, cut your losses. That's the, the prevailing wisdom. But
1: everything like Christopher Nolan does has to deal with time. He has this obsession with time just like in Inception. Mm-hmm. Just like evidently his new film, Tenet, which comes out this summer, if you've seen the trailer, once again, time. What is reality? What is fantasy? But he's obsessed with time. Wait, That's, I
0: have not heard of Tenet. What's what's the premise of Tenet?
1: We don't know. <laughs> he's kept it a secret. You can see the trailer online. It stars uh, David uh, John David Washington from Black Klansman. He's the lead.
0: Denzel's son.
1: Right. But what's it about? It looks like kind of exception like. It looks like he's part of some secret he's in, he gets involved with some sort of special top secret group that can bend time. We don't know. He's he's kept it very quiet under the radar.
0: Wow. Well, I'm that I'm a big fan of his. I will definitely it go see it. It comes out one. in July. Yeah. Uh but, but I I love Dunkirk and unfortunately I saw Dunkirk at the Music Box Theater and the sound was I Missed about half the sound. Uh, but I've subsequently watched it with subtitles. Yeah. And because the Brits with their British accents, I lose a lot of that anyway. Uh, so when Can you... I
1: tell you a story? I, first time I went to London. Uh, well, I don't have to do it anymore because now with phones today, you can go anywhere and make calls. You mm-hmm. know, But back then, I had to get a separate little cheap little phone, like for $25. Phone call. I mean, cell phone. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I stay in this friend's house and she says, oh, well, there's a phone store down the street. You can go get a phone. Okay, so I I went and uh, it was one of those, uh, you know, pay per minute Mm -hmm. phone. So I asked the guy. I said, hey, how much does this cost me? If I buy like 20 bucks, how much will that how much time will that give me? And the, this is the exact quote. The guy said, "What you think, the mate?" And I said, uh, "How do you I'm spell sorry. that?" I'm sorry. Could you? I'm sorry. Could you say that again? Yeah. I said, "Is it all right? You know what I mean?" Is all right? And I said, "Okay, I'll buy it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you got it to this day All right, Dunkirk oh, Let's see One, two, three, four, five, six What, what else? You got six. Oh, what
1: do we have left? Uh, no, we have uh, Oh, yeah, of course The other The second film By another By another director I've already named Right? Uh, and Unchained talk about that film that's you. still not it still don't get get appreciated for it was. La- ladies and gentlemen, it's an it's an Italian western exploitation movie. That's exactly what it yes. is. It's an it's a spaghetti Italian it's a spaghetti exploitation western. He took two genres and mashed two genres that I love. Yeah. Exploitation and Itali- and spaghetti <laughs> westerns and he mashed them together and that's what you got is Django Chain. Yeah. Unchained. yeah. And I was delirious the first time I saw that movie. Delirious. I know he keeps saying he's going to release a longer cut of it. Yeah. Because he was, he, like all his movies, he, he, he's down to the wire. Yeah. Um, um, that's why I have the Blu ray of Hollywood, and it has the extra scenes that he cut out.
0: Yeah, I'm, oh I, no, no,
1: and not even all the extra scenes. There's some other scenes. Yeah, that he that, that still are not even on the Blu-ray.
0: Yeah. Okay. In fact, he, he supposedly is going to take Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and release it as a four-part series. I heard. I read oh, that somewhere where he's going to take
1: ad scenes. And yeah.
0: Uh, he's going to turn it into a series. And and,
1: El, and and the thing about Hollywood was that it was a great turn because I really I really didn't like Hateful for Eight. I hated Hateful Eight. Yeah. Didn't like it at all, which is basically a remake of an Italian western called The Big Silence
0: which I never saw.
1: Very few people have. Wait,
0: now let's go back to um, a Django Unchained. Yeah. Uh, I love Django Unchained. Uh, I, think I, I can't even count how many times I've seen it because I have a friend, Cap, I hope you're listening, and so I go to his house to watch games, and then if the games are boring, we go, hey, let's put Django on. <laughs> so we watch Django so if I, until I have to go home. you know. And, and here's the other so thing I've watched it a lot. It's but, like, uh,
1: why can't we... Once again, it's rotation because one of the joys of Blake's rotation yeah. was seeing a black hero. You know? Stick it to the man. Stick it to the man, yeah. right? And he rides off with his girlfriend at the end. Gee, is that that hard to make <laughs> yeah. today? You know,
0: Django's been uh, criticized by some black critics for uh, being demeaning to black people. I've I've seen.
1: And here is the other thing too. That's not the way it was. Of course not. Yeah, you dope. Yeah. This is the way it's like it's a fantasy. It's just right. It's just like it's it's a fairy tale. Hollywood. This is the way you wish it had happened. When Spike Lee criticized him, I said, come on, even you, Spike, know that what he's doing here. What? Spike doesn't like Tarantino. Wait, time
0: out. Spike Lee criticized him. He said he wasn't going to see it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that he criticized it. He said the man is making uh, money off of. The, um, the horrors of slavery and I'm not, he's trivializing slavery and I'm refusing to participate in First of all, he
1: doesn't trivialize the horrors of slavery. There's some horrific scenes in the picture. That's mm-hmm. number one. Number two is that, as I said before, you know, this is a fantasy. This is the way you wish it was, had, had been. You know, okay, I'm going to say, okay, Fred Williamson mm-hmm. made a movie called you know how you know how Django got made? Mm-hmm. one of my closest friends, I know for you is Reggie Hutlin. Mm-hmm. Okay? Reggie Hut directed Boomerang. Uh he's a producer that's done a lot of producing. Uh he once produced the Oscar the the Oscar shows like two years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago. Uh he just finished directing something for Disney, okay? Uh the story was that he met Tarantino at a party. And Tarantino said, Hey, um, do you know of a film where uh, a black guy got back at uh, white slave owners? And Reggie said, sure. Fred Winston's movie, The Legend of Nigger Charlie. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called.
0: Yeah. Okay. Which is referred to in Dolomite. Right. Okay. I don't know if you know that, but uh, the character, whatever. Does it, the, the, right. Because the Durrell Wesley Martin. Snipes character. Is, he's, yes, in yes, okay. he's in it. Yes, he's in it. All
1: right. So, um,
0: year and a half goes. By the way, Sergio Mims can say that word. Uh, he's a black man. Go yeah. ahead. Just want to get so, that
1: out so there. So a year and a, I saw it when it came out. Okay, mm-hmm. year and a half goes by. Reggie gets a package in the mail, and it's the screenplay to Django Unchained, and the note says, "Here's the new legend of Nigger Charlie." Okay. And that was the inspiration, right? And then Reggie produced the movie. He was nominated for Academy Award for Best Producer, Mm -hmm. you know, producer of the movie. And then there was a sequel that people forget, which was called The Soul of Nigger Charlie.
0: Mm -hmm, Which I never saw.
1: I was, yeah, I saw it, Mm -hmm. okay? And this one, Fred Williamson, Charlie, gets an army (laughs) of ex Slaves mm-hmm. to wipe out some of the Confederate guys. And I go like, yeah. yeah. This, you know how long I've been waiting 40 years. Yeah, for, for this. this, for this.
0: Uh, so, no, I, I, I hear you. There's so many wonderful scenes in Django. I Have so much fun. The opening scene where, what's the German's actor's name? I'm blanking. Christoph,
1: just, Christoph, Christoph Waltz.
0: hands. One of the slaves, the yeah. rifle. Could you hold this for me? Yeah. And it's just like, wow, what a great one.
1: And I tell you another <laughs> funny story. I was talking, I was on break. I was talking to Reggie on the set. Uh, he was on the set, and they were, they were shooting the shootout. When he comes in, he shoots everybody. Yeah. Okay. And I said, Well, what's going on? What are you doing today? He said, Well, for the last few days, we've been shooting this huge shootout. I said, Yeah. And he says, Oh, God, there's so much blood. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Time out. Now, would
0: that constitute a movie you would show at the a Black Harvest Film Festival twenty years from now, or t- whatever it's ten years from now? Whatever I would is, definitely consider it because it's a it. black producer.
1: He, I would consider it. Yeah, I would really consider it. What is the anniversary?
0: Uh, uh, but anyway, I think it's. I uh, don't quote me, but I think. It came out, I tell you right now, I, I just wrote it down. Uh, it came out the year Argo did, so I okay. want to say it came out in 2013. But, but
1: the, the thing about it is, is that, yeah, I would consider it. I would consider it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, as I told you, we already got a plan for next year, 25th anniversary, yeah. another movie.
0: Which you're not, you're not going to say.
1: You can see it now. Um,
0: All right, so what's next? Hold okay,
1: uh, next is um, Roma. I think we mentioned mm-hmm. Roma. Roma is, you know... A film that I did not expect to be really incredible as it is, you know. And also a movie that deals or closes with class, really deals mm-hmm. with um, the haves and the have-nots. Well, let's put it this way. The haves, the have-nots, the, the have not so much, yeah. and the have-nots. Yeah. That's really what it is, you know. Um
0: a Netflix movie, absolutely beautiful movie. Yeah. i uh, uh, it's one of those movies that irritates me, not because of any it because it did not get the, the run on the big screen that I th- I think it deserved, and because uh, it's a Netflix movie, so they dropped well, it on Netflix. I,
1: yeah, I, I went and saw. You know, Netflix is going to have to change their policy. You know, yes, really they really don't have to. They started with the Irishman a little bit, a little bit. I'm talking about a six month window. Yeah, you know.
0: Because Not- the Irishman got twenty six million, I want to say downloads. I don't know if I saw, I saw that some phenomenal number of downloads yeah. for the Irishman, but they, it, 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 it was limited on one screen in Chicago. I want to say uh, Smart People Movie Theater Not on the if North you, Side, if you, if you wanna but it's be, still there.
1: If you want to be taken seriously, when you have a major film, release it like every other studio in a thousand, two thousand screens. Wait six months before you start have, sort of streaming, just like when video companies, when movies come out in the theater and they come out oh gee now I'm four months later yeah. you can do the same thing yeah. not like oh a month later we're going to have streaming you know you got the money you want to be considered a serious studio then that's what you got to yeah, do I'm
0: with you that's why I have a hard time giving Roma the credit it deserves alright okay. number nine
1: um, The Relevant
0: uh, the, the Revenant you mean? Revenant yeah, I know what's pronounced um, it right uh, the, I love that movie with Leo DiCaprio running through the woods
1: which is uh, the second time that story's <laughs> been made what was the first time? Back in the early seventies, Richard Harris called Manco. Oh man yeah, in the man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's saw the same that movie, six, movie, 1968.
0: I want to say no, yeah. 71. Oh, 71. It's okay. the same yeah. story, same yeah. movie. Well, they did like three of them, What not there? No,
1: that's they, it. You no, you you're confused with Jeremiah Johnson. That's something else. No, no,
0: Jeremiah Johnson's with um, Robert, Robert Redford. Redford. Right. Uh, there were I want well whatever I, my memory tells me that um, they did at least two. They did a remake. Uh, what was it called where he, he runs away with the uh, Richard Harris? I think they were two or three of those movies. No, but no. Maybe. You
1: think about Man Called Horse. That's something Man else. Man Called Horse. That's, that's what i Yeah. Okay. Right. But no, that was, that was made. It was a, a Man in the Wilderness. It's the same story. Oh, I did story. not see
0: that movie. I thought you said Man Called Horse. No, no, okay. no.
1: Man in the Wilderness. It's the same story. A uh, guy who gets... Uh, <laughs> but see, there's, a, there's a difference between now and then. You know... Well, you see, the the, the um, Uriatu, mm-hmm. Uriatu film. You know, they used this digital bear and it's very like almost convincing, right? In the Richard Harris film, you can see the guy in a bear suit. You know, it, <laughs> things
0: have changed. You know, they, yeah. they use a real bear. Yeah. You know,
1: and then for some close you can see and the a guy and in a, a bear suit. Yeah.
0: Right?
1: A quick cut to the guy in a bear we'll suit. suit. All right,
0: and finally number ten.
1: Number 10 is the film I don't think people know about. And it was a six-hour, three-part oh movie. Oh, God. Okay. They got theatrically <laughs> released. I think it was shown on television in Europe. It got theatrically released by um, Oliver Ellis and it's called Carlos. Oh, I've
0: read about it. I never saw it about the uh, oh, terrorist. Yeah.
1: yeah. About Ramirez. Yes. I his written name. Who was the notorious mm-hmm terrorists of the 70s and it's not only so much also a biopic it's also a history of radical revolution and terrorism in europe in the 1970s you know americans don't realize that they think well 9-11 is the first time anything like this happened and in europe and in great britain Terrorism was a way of life in the 1970s. You had Carlos, you had the Red Brigade in, in Italy. Italy. Yeah. You had the Baader Meinhof Gang in Germany. In Germany. Yeah. You had the IRA mm-hmm. in England. Don't forget, they killed Lord, Lord Mountbatten. Yes, they did. Blew they bombed his, his boat. yacht. Yeah, his yacht. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think wasn't there a bombing in Buckingham Palace or something? I or can't remember.
0: Time? But you're right. It's a good point. Uh, I've not seen Carlos. And uh, I heard it's, it''s it's epic it is, uh,
1: it, is, it, is it, it is not boring for one minute all right
0: two uh, you have two movies that I think absolutely absolutely should be on your list. Uh, I agree with a lot of the movies you 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 named. There's some movies I would have on, but the two movies that I think I'd really need to get your reaction as to why they're uh, not on your list before we close down the show. And uh, they are American Hustle, which came out I want to say in about 2015, and then my best movie of the decade, mm-hmm. number one movie of the decade, mm-hmm. and arguably the best movie of the 21st century, Get Out. Now, why are those not on your list of the best movies of this?
1: Get day? Out is overrated. You know, I, I'm not the craziest guy. Us is much better. I think he really stepped up his game as a director. Get Out is like what's well, the Stafford Wise? I've seen it. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I remember I, having this conversation with you on the old yeah, show. It's a step for wise. Yeah, I, you know,
0: I've seen it. I love Get Out. You
1: know, and every, yeah, everybody thinks it's uh, and the.
0: Uh, we okay. step for wise with comedy. There's a great comic element to Get Out. But anyway, go on, Art. Right.
1: And also, I'm not the greatest. Well, okay, let me rephrase it this way. When Key and Peele had their show, I never thought they were funny. Yeah, and maybe I said this before. I couldn't figure out why did it didn't make me laugh. Because everybody thought they were the funniest people on earth. Yeah, oh,
0: they, my God. I that. Wait, that bit where, uh, uh, where, they, where they were in the classroom. Did you ever see that one? And uh, a Key was the substitute yeah, teacher. Yeah, I know.
1: I know. Everybody thinks that. You don't like, think that's like, funny? No. You see, here, here's, okay. You, you've has, I guess everybody forgot Keanu. Remember the, the first the film they made
0: together? Uh, yeah. That, oh, my God. That movie. <laughs> It's okay. a forgettable
1: movie. Okay. Yeah. I went and saw Keanu. Yeah, I saw it too. And I didn't. I wasn't laughing. Yeah, no. It's not. And it dawned on me why I didn't think they were funny. Mm. It's because their humor, and I am not the only person who says this. I have read and seen, uh, seen video other people saying the exact same thing. Mm. It's that their humor was based on mocking african-americans not having fun with them but mocking tradition and culture and language and and i said that's why they're not funny to me it's like they're laughing at you they're two guys both of them are biracial okay and it's like two guys are saying we were always outsiders we were never part of the group so let's that's make definitely fun keanu you. yeah Right. Yeah. Right. Because what's Keanu. Keanu, Keanu is two nerds, yes. two black nerds who have to act black right. to get their cat back. And yeah. I said, this this is not funny.
0: Yeah, it's not funny. Keanu's not funny. But get out. It's the best movie of the decade. All right. American Hustle. What's your problem with American Hustle? What a great
1: flick. Christian Bale, man. Yeah, is- But, I, you know, man, I need to see it again. I, you know, it was fine. You know, but I, I, I mean, it was a good movie. It didn't blow me over. It's one of the best films of the decade.
0: I'll put it this way:
1: Well, it'll. If you watch it again,
0: I think Tree of Life will be off the list. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, again, I reserve judgment on because uh, I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen uncut gems. I think if I like it as much as I think it will, it could make my top ten list. And um, let's see what else from this year. I, I gotta tell you, Parasite. Great flick. I would put Parasite over Tree of Life, Mad Max, Dunkirk, uh, and Moonlight. Really? Yeah, Parasite. I just, I don't know. I just love Parasite uh, immensely. Anyway, we could talk about this stuff all day and all night. Uh, Dennis was teasing me, what about Baby Driver? I love Baby Driver immensely, but uh, even I, as much as I love Baby Driver, would not put it on my top 10 list for the entire decade. Did you like Baby Driver?
1: I liked it up until John Ham just yes. won't stay dead. Yes. I
0: agree with that. Just caught it right there. Right. I agree with that 100%. And what about Sergio's thoughts
1: on um, Jojo Rabbit?
0: Oh, yeah. You were a uh, mixed, uh, mixed review. I think you may have been left the room. We talked a little bit about Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't uh, like it, uh, I no, liked I didn't. Jojo Rabbit a lot. He liked Jojo Rabbit a lot, and he also liked uh, Joker. Oh! Oh! Yeah! <laughs> uh, You know what? We'll hold that thought. The groaning and moaning uh, from Sergio Mims. He's the co-founder of the Black Harvest Film Festival. He writes reviews. He sees every movie alive. He does commentary and DVDs. He comes on our show once a month. uh, And he uh, gives his opinions on politics, including the Sergio theory about Barack Obama. And everybody who is hearing this uh bonus show i urge you to check out the thursday december 26th uh episode of the regular show because we take the deep dive on the sergio mims theory of black voters and barack obama monroe anderson we're gonna have to get you on with sergio someday (laughs) and have that one debated uh thank you very much sergio it's another ben jarowski bonus show take care everybody